We're continuing in our study, seeing Jesus in every book of the Bible. What book of the Bible are we studying in? Isaiah. We're studying in the book of Isaiah. Okay, so let's let's get up to speed to where we where we left off last time in talking about Isaiah, seeing Jesus in the book of Isaiah. Okay, so so uh, tell me something you remember about the book of Isaiah as we've studied already. Somebody, anybody? You, you may have to start all over again and go back to the beginning. <laughs> Welcome to our Facebook family. We are studying the book of Isaiah, seeing Jesus Christ in the book of Isaiah, seeing how God had a plan from the beginning to bless us with a savior, to bless us with eternal life, to bless us with a rich life here and now. So what do we know about Isaiah? He was a prophet. Very good. What else? He served major kings. He was, he was a prophet to at least five kings, right? And he was a major prophet. What, what, what made him a major prophet? Hmm? Okay, because his book is long. Okay, not because he's all that in a bag of chips, but because what he wrote was lengthy. 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah, okay? And, and, and we likened it to 66 books in the whole Bible. Um, and so, we, yes, that's a very good response. What else do you know about Isaiah? He Absolutely, very good. He would prophesy what was going to happen, and people didn't want to hear it. <laughs> people didn't want to hear it, okay? Why? Why do people not want to hear it? Because it wasn't happening right then. It wasn't happening right then, right? And, and some of the things that he prophesied, were they all happy, happy, joy, joy prophecies? No, they were not. The Lord was using him to call his people back to a right relationship with him. And they weren't about that life. <laughs> they, they weren't about that life. They wanted to do their own thing, right? Now, Okay, I'm going to take you way back, so just crank your brain, wait, you know, just, just do something to your brain, hit yourself in the head or something. Remember, what do you remember about the nation of Israel that would, that would, in this time, while Isaiah is prophesying, would make it so that they needed somebody to tell them to get right? What have we, what have we learned in Bible study about the, the, people in that period of time, God's people in that period, that, that would make them need a prophet to say, get right. They didn't have a Bible. That's good. What else do you know about the nation of Israel during that time that would make them need a prophet to say, get right? They were not in line with God. Why weren't they in line with God? They would get intermingling with other people. They were following after other people. What else, do you, what else were they doing? Worshiping other gods, exactly right. They were worshiping other gods. So would they need a prophet to tell them, get right? Yes. yes. Because from our study over, over this 
period of time studying, uh, looking for Jesus in every book of the Bible, what did we see about them getting right and being right and staying right? They had issues with that. They struggled with that. They struggled with that. In spite of, in spite of the fact that they saw, did they see signs? Yes. Did they see wonders? Yes. 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 Did they see miracles? Yes. And they still had issues with getting right. Why is that? They walked in the flesh. They walked in the flesh. What, 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 what else would make somebody, you know, just be, be off the rails when they've seen signs and wonders and miracles and had great blessing come to them? Okay, they got into themselves and forgot who put them in that place, right? Uh-huh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. You know anybody like that? <laughs> know anybody like that? Know anybody that's seen signs? Know anybody that's seen wonders? Know anybody that's seen miracles? Know anybody that's had miracles? Would that be you? Yes. Would that be me? Yes. And, and so who is God? God is the one that understands us. Tell the Lord, thank you. He understands us. He understands that we're not always going to get it right. We're not always going to do it right. We're not always going to be right. But he puts, he, puts, he puts things in our lives. He puts things in our path to help us to do what? Turn in the right direction, get it right, okay? And so, and so this is what we see with the prophet Isaiah. Uh, was he the only prophet? Why did, I mean, he told, them what, he told them what the deal was, so why, why would they need another one? They didn't listen. Why else would they need another one? They didn't have a Bible. And remember that, are we talking about the, a period of time of like 40 years? Like a person, or 80 years, a person's lifetime. Are we talking about that kind of time frame? No. What kind of time frame are we talking about here? Hundreds of years. So, so, so did Isaiah live hundreds of years? He did not live hundreds and hundreds of years. Did any prophet live hundreds of years? No. And so in every generation, the Lord began to put prophets in the midst of his people to help them to do what? Change and get it, go in the right direction, go in the right path, get in line with what the Lord would have them to do and to be about. Have you ever heard from a prophet? Have you ever heard from a prophet? Yes. yes. Now, now, we talked about what prophets do, right? They share words and all that. So, so, so when we look at the life of Isaiah and we see that, uh, did, did, it, did what he prophesied come to pass? Yes. yes. Did it come to pass within two weeks? Okay, one of his prophecies about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, was prophesied 700 years before Jesus ever came. 
So, so would people misunderstand when they heard that prophecy, like somebody's coming? Would they misunderstand? Would they think the prophet was crazy? Like, where did he get that from? Anybody never heard of that? That's crazy. Was it crazy? Was it crazy? To them it was. To, and, they're, and they're thinking, but was it crazy? No, no it was the truth. Because where did he get it from? He got it from God. What kind of person would you have to be to hear God speak something that's not going to happen for 700 years? Obedient. Obedient. Relational. Integrity. Having integrity. Having ears to hear. So that faithful so that when he when he got up from pr his prayer time uh, and went out among the people and they didn't receive him what did he have to do still believe still be confident right still go be in relationship with the Lord to go back to God and say they ain't believing me what do I do I guess I'll quit did he quit no he didn't he did not because of relationship is the Lord asking us to be in relationship with him like that? Yes. yes. If you are in relationship with the Lord and the Lord tells you something and you know he told you, who's ever had that experience? You ever had that experience? So if the Lord has told you something and you know he told you, do you back down from it? Do you back off from it? No. Why? Because it's your relationship with him. It's your confidence in him. It's your love for him and his love for you. Okay? All right. So let's, one of the things that I want us to see tonight as we're, as we're uh, looking at Isaiah and the, 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 his prophecies, the book, and, and looking to see Jesus in the, in the book of Isaiah, I want us to see that God uh, uh, is... As I've said before, always up to something good for your life. Always looking to be a benefit to your life. And always working through whatever's happening. God is always working through whatever's happening. God is always what? Working through whatever's happening. Through whatever's happening. God is always working through whatever's happening uh, in the life of his people that we're studying about in the Bible. God is always about working through what's happening in your life. Say, God is always working through what's happening in my life. And he's working. Say, and he's working all things together for my good. Amen. Amen. Now, does it always look like that? No, it doesn't. And, and we're going to see, and we're going to look at uh, some passages in the book of Isaiah so we can see that even when it doesn't look good, even when it seems weird, even when we, even when we hear from God and we do what the Lord says, we can go off the rails and he can bring us back and we can go off again and he can bring us back. And, and, and we can go forward and he'll show us things to come in our lives, okay? 
Is that good? I think that's great. All right, so um, last time I think we looked at some familiar passages in the book of Isaiah. Did we do that last time? Okay. All right. We're going to look at a particular, we're going to look at a few, but one in particular I really want you to see that is in the book of Isaiah because the book of Isaiah is chock full. What would make it chock full of good stuff? Why would it be full of good stuff? It's God. It's God's word. And it's long, right? <laughs> so, so, so he's speaking to many things, and, uh, but it's all good. Okay? Glory to God. I, I read something, I heard something today when I was, uh, as I was studying, and it was that in, in God, judgment is never final. Redemption is final. Judgment is never final. Redemption is final. Salvation is final. Which, which does what? Which brings us back into a good relationship, a right relationship with God. Okay? Because, because in the book of Isaiah, what we're going to see is that the Lord had to judge his people from time to time, which we've studied before, which we've known before, um, and we're going to see some of that as we look at this uh, tonight. So are you open your Bible? Have your Bible open to the book of Isaiah? Where did he live? Not in Raleigh. Where did he live? Hmm? Where did he live? Close. <laughs> Close. He lived in Jerusalem. He lived in Jerusalem. He lived in Jerusalem, and he lived during the, the period of the kings. We talked before. He was, he was a prophet over a course of 63 years. And in that 63-year period, there were five kings over the nation of Israel, and he had the privilege of ministering to them, speaking to them, and to the nation over that period of time. So what city did he live in? Jerusalem. Jerusalem, okay? And his assignment was to speak against evil, speak against idolatry. What's idolatry? Worshiping idols. Did God's people ever worship idols? They sure did. They sure did. Mm-hmm. Yes, still happening today. Mm-hmm. And the hush fell over this church, but anyway, it's true. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he was a prophet when people were, were when God's people were uh, uh, involved in idolatry, corruption. The leaders were in corruption. The people were rebellious against the covenant of God. And you remember we talked about when the Lord told them to do something, they said, we're not doing it. Remember when the Lord told them to go into the promised land? And what did they say? Oh, yes, we're going right now. <laughs> they said, we ain't doing that. We're, we're not going because it's, it's, it's scary over there and, 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 and it's giants over there. And so we, we, we gonna hold up right out here. We gonna stay outside. How long did they end up outside? 40 years. <laughs> yes. 40 years. So here is Isaiah uh, prophesying and warning that the evil of the nation was going to be judged. 
and that God would use uh, the Assyrians and the Babylonians to judge his people. But after judging his people, what would he do? Kill them? Save them. After judging them, he would do what? Save them. Why would he save them? Because he loves them. Why would he save us? Because he loves us. Aren't you glad? I'm very glad. I'm very glad. So he warned that evil, evil, that evil was going to be judged, but he also always gave a message of hope that after judgment would come what? Blessing, salvation, and the outpouring of God's love on his people and on the people of the whole world. Okay? So, let's go to Isaiah. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 36. And uh, we're going to talk about somebody that you may have heard of, that you may know about. Um, because, and this story fits into the period of time when Isaiah was, uh, was prophesying, was living, was serving. And um, let's see, did you know all of this part? The rest, say the rest of the story. The rest of the story, okay? Are you there? Isaiah chapter 36. Are you there? All right. So we, let's begin. At, I'm going to begin at verse 1. It says, Now it came to pass in the 14th year of King Hezekiah. Who's ever heard of King Hezekiah? How long had he been king when this is fixing to happen right here, right now? 14 years. Now it came to pass in the 14th year of King Hezekiah that Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the defensed cities of Judah and took them. What does that mean, he took them? He captured. Say captured. He captured the defensed cities of Judah. Verse 2. And the king of Assyria sent Rabshaketh from Lachish to Jerusalem unto King Hezekiah. So what are we seeing here? We're seeing that, uh, that Sennacherib of Assyria came and took over Judah. Now we, now we know from our previous study that the nation of Israel at this particular time is divided. The northern kingdom, the southern kingdom, okay? So, so here comes Sennacherib of Assyria and he takes Judah. He takes that, that part of the kingdom. So, so here he is taking them captive. All right? Are you getting the picture? All right. Um, so he captures them. Um, and then he moves on in verse 2. And the king of Assyria sent Rabshakeh from Lachish to Jerusalem unto who? King Hezekiah with a great army. And he stood by the conduit of the upper pool in the highway of the fuller's field, meaning what? That, that uh, Sennacherib came and, and with a great army, he's taken Judah, now he's coming to get Jerusalem. 
Are you getting this? So, so, so Judah has fallen into captivity uh, by the Assyrians, and now they're coming to take Jerusalem. And who is king in Jerusalem at this time? Hezekiah. Are y'all awake tonight? Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, all right. Verse 3, then came forth unto him Eliakim, Hilkiah's son, which was over the house, and Shebna the scribe, and Joah, Asaph's son, the recorder. And Rabshakeh said unto them, Say now to Hezekiah, that means tell Hezekiah, thus saith the great king of Assyria, what confidence is this wherein thou trustest? So what's happening here? King Hezekiah is being called out by the Assyrians, saying, so we took Judah, so how can you be confident? Because we're coming after you. Yes, that's what's going on here. All right? Verse 5, I say, sayest thou, but then, but they are but vain words. I have counsel and strength for war. Now on whom dost thou trust, and thou rebellest against me? So, so, so the, the ruler of Assyria, uh, Sennacherib, is, is, is woofing hard at King Hezekiah. Like, you know, you can't stand up against me because I've already wiped out your brothers and your sisters and, and your mom and them down in, in Judah, and I'm here to take Jerusalem too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Glory to God. All right, so he goes on and on and on. Uh, the Assyrians keep going on and on, uh, 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 provoking Hezekiah and provoking Hezekiah and provoking Hezekiah. Now, Hezekiah don't know what to do. What, what do you think Hezekiah going to do? Pray. <laughs> you would be right. He is going to pray. Why would he pray? His trust was in God. That was, oh, right, that was his custom. Do you have a custom of praying? When stuff comes against your life, do you have a, do you have a custom of praying? Okay, when somebody, when, when, when somebody is all up in, in, in a deny, trying to deny what belongs to you, do you have a habit of praying? It needs to be your habit. It needs to be your norm. And so that's what's happening here with King Hezekiah. Okay, so uh, flip over to chapter 37 because they're just pressing it, they're just pressing him hard. Like you, you go, you go, you come and you falling down. But as Isaiah chapter 37, verse 15. What does verse 15 say? Ready, read. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, saying, Amen. And Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwellest between the cherubim, thou art the God, even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Incline thine ear, O Lord, and hear. Open thine eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear all the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent to reproach the living God. 
So all the, all the negativity that's coming against uh, 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 Hezekiah and, and, and Jerusalem, when Hezekiah goes to the Lord, he's saying they're not coming just against me, they're coming against you. And when you're in right relationship with the Lord and people come against you, they're not just coming against you. <laughs> they're coming against the God in you who will fight for you. Have you ever had the Lord fight for you? Oh, my God. He's awesome when he fights for you. Isn't that right? <laughs> he is mighty to save, according to his word. Okay? So here is Hezekiah praying. Okay? Flip over to verse, same chapter. Uh, verse 33. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, <laughs> he shall not, he shall what? Not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shields, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. Verse 35, for I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake, for my servant David's sake. What city is, is the Lord talking about here? He's talking about Jerusalem. Why is he saying for my servant David's sake? David's dead. Why, why is the Lord saying that? In, in this response to Hezekiah. Because they had a covenant. There was a covenant between God and David and God's people. Amen? That's, that's, that's for generations. That stands for generations and generations and generations, hundreds of years, centuries. Because when the Lord made that promise, did he take it back? No. All right, now look what, look what the Lord does. It's so awesome. He is so, he is so amazing. Say he's amazing. amazing. Say he will, he will. Fight, fight for me. For me. Say neighbor, yeah. he will, he will. Fight, fight for you. For you. So everybody, everybody you, you ought to advise people that it's not wise for them to mess with you. <laughs> if you belong to the Lord, <laughs> it is not wise for them to mess with you. Okay, verse 35 again, for I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. Verse 30, where am I? Verse 36, 36. Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and four score and five thousand. How many is that? Wait a minute. That's a whole lot. How many is a whole lot? Come on now. A hundred and eighty-five thousand. Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred 
and fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. Took them out. Verse 37. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed. <laughs> and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. He went back to the house, y'all. Verse 38, but, but, but wait, there's more. And it came to pass, as he, Sennacherib, was worshiping at the house of Nisroch, his little g-god, that at Ramelech and Sharezer, his sons, smote him with the sword. What? His own sons did what? They killed him. And the sons escaped into the land of Armenia, and Esau Haddon, his son, reigned in his stead. Sennacherib's other son, Esau Haddon, reigned in his stead. So, so, so did it take a long time? for there to be a change in leadership in Assyria. It did not take a long time. It's not a wise thing to come against the Lord God or worship other gods. Because it said right after he got finished, after Sennacherib got finished worshiping his false god. Come on. <laughs> that his sons came in and killed him. Your own cheering coming after you, that's not a good thing. Okay. All right. Can we go on a little bit further? So. Jerusalem is still intact. Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, is dead. All right? So, so the people in, in Jerusalem, they're, they're in a good place right now. Okay? The Lord's protected them. Because the army that was coming against them, was it a little bitty army? It was huge. And how many of them woke up dead? 185,000 of them, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, let's go on to chapter 38. Okay? Now, it says, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And Isaiah the prophet, who we, whose book is this? Who wrote this book? Isaiah. And Isaiah the prophet the son of Amos came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Who's ever heard this story before? Verse 2. Then Hezekiah turned 
his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord. What happens when, whenever Hezekiah prayed? God responds. Miracles happen. Okay? So Hezekiah turned his face to, to the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah did what? Wept sore. What does that mean, wept sore? Hmm? I'm saying, I'm here, I can't even say it. He did what? Cried real hard. <laughs> real hard. He, no crocodile tears, right? I mean, he was crying hard, okay? Like snot flying hard, crying. <laughs> right? <laughs> crying really hard. Because he'd heard, from the, he'd heard the word of the Lord from the prophet. So, so why was he crying hard? Because when Isaiah spoke, what happened? Something was going to happen, okay? It was the word of the Lord, all right? So huh, here, here we are. So Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said whatever, whatever, and Hezekiah wept sore, verse 4. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, saying, go and say to Hezekiah, thus said the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have seen thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days 15 years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. And this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he has spoken. Behold, I will bring again the shadow of the degrees, which is gone down. Here comes a miracle. I will bring again the shadow of the degrees, which is gone down in the sundial of Ahaz, 10 degrees backwards. So the sun returned 10 degrees, by which degrees it had gone down. What? What does that mean? The sun went somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to go. The sun did something it wasn't supposed to do. Okay? When the sun rises, it's, it's supposed to do what? When it rises in the east, it's supposed to keep going until it sets in the west. But the sign that the Lord was giving to Hezekiah to, to communicate that I mean what I say, and here's the proof. When the sun starts rising, instead of going all the way, I'm going to send it back. Ten degrees. Had anybody ever seen the sun go back the other way after it rose up? Uh, no. But that was to be a sign to Hezekiah. It went back and then it went forward again and, and continued on its natural course. Why would the Lord do that for somebody? He's in relationship. He loved him. 
Has there made something go backwards for you? Made something go opposite of what it, it was supposed to do. Tell the Lord, thank you. So the sun returned 10 degrees by which degrees it had gone down. Verse nine, the writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and was recovered of his sickness. To God be the what? To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Mm, 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 mm. Now, I don't even know. Mm. Well, I don't have time to, I won't take the time to do it all right now, but this was great, right? Isn't this beautiful? What the Lord's done here, demonstrating his love. Amen. Speaking, uh, 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 judgment to his people, but also showing what? Love and grace and mercy. Amen? Amen. 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 Okay? Uh, go over to chapter 40. Are you there? Okay. I'm going to tell you something else about Hezekiah, but I'll probably wait to do that next time because... He got all this wonderful stuff happening, and then he still went off the rails. Can you believe that? Yep, that's what we do. <laughs> that's why we need a Savior. Amen. Verse, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Who's ever heard this before? Verse 2. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is what? Pardoned. For she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Drop down the verse eight, you'll like this one, and we'll stop here. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand, how long? How long? Forever. Amen? Is that a good word? Good. We'll continue next time.